0: It's no secret that the last year has been major for the FDA. With the world grappling with the pandemic, the agency has been hustling to clear a path to approve a number of very badly needed COVID-19 vaccines and therapeutics. But the FDA has also been staring down a major decision related to another disease, Alzheimer's. And it's a fateful decision with massive ramifications all of its own. I'm Karen Langhauser, Chief Content Director of Pharma Manufacturing Magazine, and you're listening to Off Script, Pharma Manufacturing's podcast that goes beyond the pages of our magazine to discuss the issues that matter most to the industry. This month, our cover story sets the stage for what promises to be one of the FDA's most consequential approval decisions of the decade, Aducanumab, Biogen's Controversial Treatment for Alzheimer's Disease. So what makes this situation such a big deal for the agency, and what will it mean for the industry? To help us understand the impact of the aducanumab decision, I'm joined today by Megan Parrish, our senior editor, who wrote this month's cover story, The Alzheimer's Maze. Thanks for joining me, Megan. Hey, Karen. Thanks so much for having me. So why don't we start by talking about how you developed the story and why you decided to focus the entire article on this one drug. Yeah, so it's March, and typically in
1: March we say we're going to tackle the quote-unquote state of pharma, but we sort of have a tradition now, at least it's a new one I just started last year, where we look at big pharma pipelines in March. So last year I wrote about the pipeline for cancer treatments, which is immense and complicated, and this year I wanted to follow it up with a deep dive into the Alzheimer's pipeline. To be honest, I've been dying to do this story on the Alzheimer's pipeline for months because it's a treatment area that is begging for a big win. For starters, there are currently no disease-modifying drugs on the market yet, so patients with Alzheimer's, and there are about 6 million in the U.S. and 50 million globally, only have a handful of drugs at their disposal to potentially alleviate symptoms. But even more vexing is the fact that the number of patients with Alzheimer's is expected to climb, of course, as the population ages and people stay alive for longer. So a disease-modifying treatment for Alzheimer's is like the holy grail for pharma. If a company could manage to develop a treatment that actually slowed or halted the progression of the disease, it would basically be an instant blockbuster and would have the market all to itself. But so far, every disease-modifying drug that has made it to clinical trials has failed. So now, historically, this has become a pipeline filled with nothing more than tombstones of discarded drugs and billions in lost R&D dollars.
0: So there are over 100 drugs in clinical development for Alzheimer's, so why not focus on the entire pipeline? Why is educanumab alone such a big deal? Well...
1: You won't get really far into research on Alzheimer's drugs before coming across the aducanumab story, because it has been such big news in the last few years. Basically, aducanumab has been on a roller coaster ride since 2019. First, Biogen, which is developing the drug, halted two late-stage trials of the drug in March 2019, an announcement that was not met with an enormous amount of surprise. Like I said, nearly every drug trialed for Alzheimer's ultimately falters. And the common estimation is that about 99% of Alzheimer's drugs end in failure. But a few months later, Biogen pulled a surprise about FACE and announced that it was wrong to halt the March trials. According to the company, the decision to pull the plug came down to a futility analysis that concluded that the drug was not going to meet its primary endpoints. But Biogen said that in the months following the end of the trials, it had reanalyzed the data and determined that the futility analysis had been wrong, and in fact, one of the trials had shown some benefits to patients. Then, in a move that truly shocked the pharma world, Biogen announced in October 2019 that it was going to file for approval for adecanumab with the FDA, and that's where the drama really began. As of right now, the FDA has not rendered a final verdict on aducanumab, but if you start digging into what's happening in the Alzheimer's pipeline, the subject of aducanumab comes up repeatedly because the implications of what the FDA ultimately decides are going to be huge for the industry in a number of ways. So this is what I find really remarkable about the aducanumab situation right now. If you believe Biogen's analysis of the drug, then it, at best, provides modest efficacy. Yet if it's approved, some analysts believe that it will become the best-selling drug of all time, far outpacing Humira, which has long held that throne, and even potentially breezing past Keytruda, which is on track to best Humira within the next few years. And I find it amazing because there's such an enormous need for something to treat Alzheimer's that a drug that doesn't even cure the disease, it may just slow it down for a few months, could become the best-selling drug of all time. And then on top of that, the success or failure of aducanumab will also have a major impact on Biogen's financial futures, and because of the science related to the drug, it could impact the entire R&D focus of other Alzheimer's treatments for an untold number of years to come. I mean, basically, in Alzheimer's drug development, it doesn't all come down to aducanumab, I mean, regardless of what happens with the drug, other companies will continue developing their own treatments. Some will fail, but maybe one will succeed. But it's fair to say that, aside from COVID-related treatments, what the FDA does here is going to be the most closely watched drug approval decision of the year, and just an enormous amount is riding on which way the FDA ultimately goes.
0: Wow, yeah, that is pretty remarkable. Let's talk about how aducanumab works and why the science behind the drug is so critical.
1: So aducanumab is a monoclonal antibody that was developed to target beta amyloid, which is a sticky protein that can build up in plaques on the brain. And then underneath amyloid, another protein called tau can also build up in tangles in patients with Alzheimer's. Now, many years ago, before imaging was developed that allowed researchers to see amyloid and tau on living patients, the only way Alzheimer's was diagnosed was through autopsies, when scientists studied the brains of patients with Alzheimer's who had died and took note of these plaques. So unsurprisingly, amyloid and tau were thought to potentially be the cause of Alzheimer's, and thus drug development for well over a decade focused on clearing these plaques. And this is what has become known as the amyloid hypothesis. But there was a surprise and disappointing twist to this story. Researchers ultimately found out that even if you were successful at clearing amyloid and tau from the brain, patients still had clinical dementia symptoms. So then it became understood that by the time amyloid and tau clump up, it's too late. One scientist notoriously quipped that removing amyloid is like taking tombstones out of a graveyard. It doesn't make the people there any less dead. So when we look at the long list of Alzheimer's drugs that have failed, these are mostly amyloid-targeting drugs. And although those drugs did end in defeat, they also did help inform a better understanding of the biology of how Alzheimer's progresses. But drug makers haven't abandoned amyloid altogether, although plenty of scientists think they should. Like I said, aducanumab is an amyloid clearing drug. So if it turns out that the FDA deems it effective enough to be on the market, it will, in a sense, be a confirmation that clearing amyloid, if done in the right way, at the right time, is a viable way to treat Alzheimer's, or treat it modestly at least. But if aducanumab fails, I think that will be a signal to the industry that Maybe it is time to throw in the towel on amyloid and instead invest more R&D dollars into other types of treatments.
0: Okay, but you said that aducanumab has been shown to be at least modestly effective. Can you explain that more?
1: So this is where we start getting into what's really controversial about aducanumab. So Biogen conducted two late-stage studies of the drug. They were identically designed studies that involved about 3,300 patients around the world. One was called 301, and the other was called 302. Now, when Biogen came back in October and said that one of the studies had shown some efficacy, it was referring to study 302. But the improvement Biogen said it provided was about 22% using something called a CDR score, which is a globally recognized scale with six domains for measuring a number of dementia-related symptoms, such as memory, orientation, judgment, and more. So what does a 22% improvement look like in real-world terms? So it's a little tough to say right now. And the lack of understanding about the drug is a criticism that has been raised. But to get some insights on this, I talked to a guy named Dr. Ali Reza Atri, who is a neurologist and the director of Banner Sun Health Research Institute, who was also a site investigator on one of the aducanumab trials and consulted Biogen about the drug. According to Dr. Atri, over an 18-month period, a 22% improvement on the CDR scale could translate into a few months of the disease progression slowing down but not stopping. And it's really important to distinguish that aducanumab does not stop the progression of the disease. It only slows it down. But if aducanumab was given earlier, like if a patient was diagnosed with Alzheimer's before they started showing symptoms and they still had 10 to 15 years of life left, a 22% improvement could translate into two to three years of potential benefit for the patient. But the reality is that we don't really know for sure what this benefit means for patients in real-world terms, and it could take years of additional study to understand that better. And that's just one of the many muddy issues surrounding aducanumab.
0: Certainly some unanswered questions there. Are there other sticking points associated with the drug? Well, like I said, Biogen had two late-stage
1: studies, which were identically designed, and one of them, study 302, trended in a positive direction. That means, of course, that the other one, study 301, was negative. So how is that possible? Biogen has explained this by saying that the two studies were launched at different times, and along the way, Biogen made a program amendment to give some patients a higher dose. Ultimately, this meant that some of the patients in 301 did not have the opportunity to experience the higher dose for the same duration as patients in 302. And it was on this higher dose, 10 milligrams, that patients received the most benefit. So Biogen says that this dosing discrepancy is what led to the diverging outcomes. They've also said that a handful of patients with a rapidly progressing form of the disease may have skewed the result.
0: Okay, so this part seems pretty logical. Where's the controversy?
1: All right, so the real controversy started when one of the FDA's advisory committees reviewed the drug. Their response to the data and to Biogen's explanation of the data was pretty close to outrage. I listened in to the public hearing of the advisory committee, which met virtually on November 6th of 2020, and right out of the gate, many of these 11 scientists on the committee were tearing apart these explanations. Many didn't think that Biogen's explanations for the diverging results added up, and some thought that the efficacy data was not nearly robust enough. But as far as I can tell, a lot of the issues were kind of less about Biogen's data and more about how Biogen presented that data. For example, one of the biggest complaints was related to a pre-briefing document that the FDA issued right before the advisory committee meeting. Now, typically the FDA submits its own pre-briefing document and then the sponsor or the company submits a separate document. But for the aducanumab meeting, the pre-briefing document was merged. So just about everyone I spoke to in the industry said that this kind of merged pre-briefing document was quote-unquote unprecedented. But I also spoke to one of the members of the committee that reviewed aducanumab, a guy named Dr. Scott Emerson, and he's been serving on FDA advisory committees for about 20 years. And he said that he has seen this before, but he hasn't seen it much. And typically, it's only been in oncology. And even though this wasn't the first time he'd seen this kind of merged pre-briefing document... He said he doesn't like it. It puts a bad taste in everyone's mouth and raises questions about whether or not the agency is being biased. So why did the FDA collaborate with Biogen on this pre-briefing document? I don't know. Biogen did not respond to my repeated requests for an interview, so I couldn't ask them, unfortunately. And I haven't seen any interviews with anyone from Biogen or the FDA on this particular point. But whatever the case, it triggered a cascade of criticism from watchdogs in the industry who think that it clearly shows that the FDA is being biased towards Biogen. Dr. Emerson also said that the presentation the FDA gave to the advisory committee was quote-unquote abnormally imbalanced in its tone and seemed to indicate that the FDA had already decided that it wants to approve aducanamide. Ultimately, though, the committee shot down aducanumab, voting overwhelmingly against its approval. But it's important to note that the committee's vote is non-binding and the FDA is not required to follow its advice.
0: Why do you think the FDA would want to approve aducanumab, given the questions about its efficacy?
1: Well, there is overwhelming patient demand for this drug. Even if the efficacy is modest, patients have no other options right now. There is no hope, at least in the immediate future. There are other drugs in the works, but as of right now, no other drug has been shown to have any kind of positive outcome from a phase 3 trial. This is it for the moment. I know when we think about pandemics now, we think about viruses. But Alzheimer's has also been characterized as a pandemic. It's just a slow-moving one that is currently impacting just about everyone, either because they have the disease or or because they know or are caring for someone with the disease. And to think also that we've known about Alzheimer's for a century, but have yet to come up with any kind of solution, is just heartbreaking.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The FDA recently moved its decision date on aducanumab from March to June 7th. So when the agency finally makes this decision, what is the fallout going to be?
1: Okay, so clearly Biogen has a lot on the line here. The company's revenue slid by about 6% between 2019 and 2020, largely due to several of its top-selling drugs facing new generics and biosimilar competition. I'm sure that they're not going to go bankrupt without adacanamab, but it will be a major blow to the company. And they've reported that they're already dedicating manufacturing capacity to adacanamab and preparing for a rollout this year. So they're basically laying out all their chips on the table with this drug. Now, an FDA approval could also serve as a sort of confirmation as the amyloid hypothesis, which we talked about before. If the FDA is willing to accept an amyloid-clearing drug with modest efficacy, I think drug makers are going to see that as a good signal that it's still worth investing in this type of treatment. And there are dozens of amyloid drugs still in clinical trials. But if it's not approved, R&D dollars could be more readily placed in other types of treatments instead. And of course, patients also have a lot to potentially gain or
0: lose here. So given what we know, which way does it look like the FDA might go?
1: Well, there are some pretty clear signals that the FDA is likely going to approve aducanumab. Moving the action date to June is one, because the agency could have denied it by now. But instead, they asked Biogen for more data and have given themselves a little bit more time to review everything. This little delay also allows them to say that they're looking at data that the advisory committee potentially did not review in November, so that could give them some justification for an approval despite the committee's reservations. But the looming question of who the permanent FDA commissioner is going to be could also impact this decision. Since former Commissioner Stephen Hahn left, Janet Woodcock, the director of CEDAR, has been serving as the interim commissioner And I think many consider her to be the front runner for the job. And in the past, Janet Woodcock has been willing to support approval for drugs that have modest efficacy, but a large unmet patient need. So if it comes down to her, the chances of aducanumab succeeding are likely higher. But since the Biden administration is taking so long to name a permanent commissioner, it's kind of leaving the door open for lots of speculation and criticisms. And lately, some Senate Democrats have been signaling that they may not support Janet Woodcock because they're unhappy with how the agency handled the opioid epidemic while she was in a leadership position there.
0: It sounds like the industry is really divided on what should happen in this situation.
1: So I conducted about 10 interviews with various stakeholders in pharma, and it's safe to say that the industry is sharply divided on this issue. Some think Biogen did a great job designing these studies and should be applauded for their efforts with advancing aducanumab, but others are extremely critical of Biogen and the FDA and think they are working too closely together
0: on this. So what do you think this decision is going to come down to?
1: I think ultimately this is going to be a risk-benefit calculation, right? Which is kind of typically the case with drug approvals. So with this drug, the risk is that you could approve it, but it doesn't offer much help, but costs patients and the healthcare economy an enormous amount of money. The estimates are that aducanumab could be priced as high as $50,000 a year. And you know, like I've mentioned, there's also the risk that the FDA could steer the industry in the direction of amyloid for some untold period of time by waving this drug through. Yet, Even with an approval, there are a lot of drugs in the works, many that target amyloid and tau, and many that don't. So I also think that R&D is just going to sort of chug along in those directions either way. But the potential benefit here is that if given early enough, this drug could offer patients some level of help for months or maybe years. So which issues do you prioritize here? I think that's what the FDA is going to have to decide. I'll tell you this much though, I wouldn't wanna be the one that has to make that call. And I think either way, this decision is going to be heavily scrutinized um, by the industry and by patients um, for many years
0: to come, whichever way the FDA goes. So are you a betting person? Yeah, maybe. What would you bet the FDA does in June?
1: Honestly, I think based on what we know today about the drug, I think there's a good chance the FDA is gonna compromise meaning that they'll give aducanumab a conditional approval that mandates a post-market late-stage trial. That way, patients who want access to the drug can get it, but Biogen will have to continue to study how well this drug works so that we understand its efficacy better and its long-term impact on patient care.
0: Well, fortunately, I think the FDA is pretty used to being in the hot seat, Uh, but this seems like a particularly complicated situation. And I guess at this point, all we can do is wait and see. Something tells me we'll be hearing a lot more about this as we near the June decision. Please be sure to visit our website and read Megan's most recent cover story, The Alzheimer's Approval Maze. You've been listening to Offscript, a pharma manufacturing podcast. Stay healthy and stay informed.